Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Hey, coming up on today's podcast, the exciting world of Ford patents. We're going to discuss a couple of those that Ford has just recently revealed. Um, how the dealership dinosaur might go away quicker than you think. How a fan-based car has, has just driven up an exciting piece of news about DeLorean. And also... It looks like GM wants more money from you. All of that coming up right after this. Welcome to the podcast. Jay here and my good friend and co-host Keith over on the other side of the desk there. How you doing today, my friend? I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. I need all the rescuing I can get, man. <laughs> oh, boy. We got a show full, hey. chock full of information. Hey, Jay. Hey, everybody. Hey, hey, hey. You're uh, bubbly. What's going on there? Well, I'm drinking bubbly, actually. <laughs> Wow, that's weird. Okay, I called that one. Not buble, <laughs> but bubbly. Not yeah, not Mikey I like bubbles. That. I, I'm I'm big on sparkling water. I like sparkling water, especially with a little twist of lime. It kind of makes me feel like I'm having a cocktail, but I'm not. I'm just uh, hydrating. Ah, uh, see, it's I just it's like I do that, and it's the tequila's missing. I can't, you know. People or, ask, or it depends if it's got lime in it. Tequila, if it's well, uh, yeah, it's a, actually it's a great mix for for tequila and. And that and it has lime in it and it works it works very well is it so. the uh what well, it's Mayfall. bubbly oh oh bu- okay bubbly. Yeah. yeah okay b-u-b-l-y yeah right yeah not buble okay. but bubbly yeah yeah i got it's you. a it's a pepsico uh product so by the way uh, this show brought to you by right Boobly. yeah <laughs> hey, you know hey we're not getting paid for that yet but i hope they'll hear it and they'll They'll just send some checks our way. So, yeah, a lot of a lot of good news going on in the world of the automotive industry right now, as we speak, including other things other than just the automotive industry. But um, you know what we do. Uh, if you don't know what we do, maybe you should subscribe to our podcast over at PartsCountyGuru.com. Click on the podcast link, and you can choose any um, platform you choose, whether it's Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, you name it, we're there. And uh, any video segments that you might uh, hear or and or want to see from this particular show, which is the counter show, uh, you head on over to youtube.com forward slash parts kind of gurus and uh, make sure you hit the subscribe button and ring the bell for notifications. That way, when we send these videos out into the universe, um, you guys will get notified and you can watch it. And uh, if you are subscribed to any of these platforms for us, thank you so much. We are growing growing 
growing. <laughs> yeah, man, I'll tell you what, that dang old internet, man, you just go on there and point and click, get in there and talk about www.wcom, you got them naked chicks on there, man, you go click, 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 it's real easy, man. <laughs> and it by the way, it's old, doesn't no, it? it doesn't. And by the <laughs> way, guys, for all of you, this show today is actually brought to you by Ode de DeLorean, uh, Vintage 85. Uh, it is a, a musk and cologne for men who desire to show their chest hairs, gold chains, and drive away from the past and into the future. Well, that's that's not fair, though, right? Because it's more... Okay, yeah, we need to work on a stereotype for... Okay, who's who is... Who are the vintage the 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 fanboys that are going to be into the the new DeLorean? Is it is it just going to be like um, a bunch of Back to the Future fanboys? Are we going to go no. new car? Because this I, was an Italian designer that did it, right? Yeah, I'd be looking for the guys with the white rings around their nose, man. They're, they're the ones buying this thing. What you know, blow. Oh, John, I'm sorry. There, yeah. I missed you your... Get that? Did uh, it yeah. go right over your head? Yeah, first Ooh. time, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, well, that's... But that's not... Oh, is it... Oh, yeah, I guess it is. Okay. But... <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, okay. Blow. So, are, are we gonna... Are we gonna... So, while we're... While, while we've broached the topic of DeLorean... Um, mm. Man, yeah. this is... This is... This is weird. This is interesting. Well, it's, it's, it's their... It's their year for the taking. It's it's odd. Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting way to look at it too. Um, well, everybody else is sitting around, you know, pro, you know, procrastinating about when they're going to put cars out, and it seems like these guys um, are just going to just seize the opportunity and 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 uh, get something out there. So tell 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 us the news, Keith. What you're right. so, you're ex- I know you're excited. Oh, which by the way, I signed up for an, the early reveal. Did you know you could do that? I didn't. Well, I do now. Well, now you do. Go to DeLorean.com, and you can sign up for a early reveal. So just do All right. that. All right. Here we go. Yes. I'm ready. So, so man, I've got more questions, though. Um, yeah? So, a, a, note note to self, i got to get on that early, early list. So, DeLorean has announced on their uh, social media platform. Right. Okay? Tw- Twitter, Twitter being... See, Jay, I mean, Twitter's been in the news lately for other reasons, but yeah. I I like Twitter to get information like this because you can get it straight from the horse's mouth, as we've said before. You can go to General Motors, you can go to Ford, you can go to Rivian. I mean, whoever you're following, Tesla, whatever, they'll tweet you information, and you're going to have it as soon as the media gets it. Yeah, it's an unfiltered um, yeah. uh, piece of news that you're going to get, and it's typically truthful. If not, you'll get another tweet afterwards to say it wasn't or whatever. So, in, it wasn't. I I see what you did there. Uh, so so Delorean, <laughs> so Delorean has said, in in everybody in less than thirty days, in less than thirty days, they're gonna give us a full look. Yeah. At their new Delorean EV. Yeah. Now, let me just get your opinion on this. Sure. So I'm, I'm ready. It doesn't mean necessarily that you're going to be able to buy it sooner right um that is correct i didn't find anything that said that that was going to be happening Mm -hmm. um but that they are revealing this on the 31st of well and initially it was supposed to be in pebble beach and it was like september Mm -hmm. something 
Okay, right. so they've pushed it up uh, three months. Um, uh, almost four months. Now, we pointed out on this program, uh, they that was a huge gaffe there because they should have released it on October 26th, which right. is the famous Back to the Future Day, right? So yeah. why would they do this, Jay? Why would they bump up their revealing, their full revealing? Because we've seen, like, side pro, well corner rear corner profile of it we've seen the entire rear end now in shadows well i personally think that the market is ripe for this and they're going to take advantage of it i think they need to get it out there there's a lot of anticipation of course they again keith you've repeated a number of times on this podcast about how much peer pressure in this industry uh, dictates what we see down the road and or changes that may need to come this is one of those where a lot of the followers of the DeLorean Motor Company, and by the way, you guys can go over there to uh, it's DeLorean.com is basically all it is. Uh, it's pretty easy. Uh, and and this, actually, the site is quite simple. There's not a whole lot to look at right now, but it, it will come. But they, they have updated it, by they the have, way. They have. It, remember, I made fun of them for using like a low, low res. Yeah, uh, you did. You did. Right. But what we're seeing now, now, a lot of the information you're seeing, that you, you see the homage being paid to the original DMC-12. Mm -hmm. And I think that that was their their whole goal was to give it, you know, a little bit of love. But I, I think with the gullwing doors being shown for sure, the light bar, uh, tail uh, light bar across the back, and then the louvers uh, on the back glass back there indicate that, yeah, it's definitely gonna, it, it's gonna give some love to the old DMC 12. Um, but I, we've still yet to see any side profile, um, any front stance or anything like that. So we really, really just don't know exactly what it's going to look like other than what we've seen in those, those, um, market teasers. Now, one thing that I think is pushing this is that they had mentioned that they were supposed to be revealing a number um, uh, of 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 these uh, of several DeLorean versions, and it says um, we don't know if we'll see one or several DeLorean models simultaneously debut. But in early April, the company confirmed that it it reveals several DeLorean versions based on decades ninety. 2000 and 2010 before revealing the 2023 De DeLorean. Um, so with that said, they may be running out of time to get get some things into production so they want to get it get get the interest fired up a little bit more so they can start getting these orders. Mm -hmm. Trust me, money changes the course of everything. If you have the money, the capital uh, to go through forward with uh, production, um, mm -hmm. That's a plus, and I think they're trying to drive some of that interest and drive some sales potentially online. I, and again, I don't have anything to indicate that you can buy it online yet, but I think it's going to be happening pretty soon. They're going to take well, reservations. So, so this is this is going to be a proverbial fork in the road, right? So sure. you've got if we look at the most recent um, kind of big high profile auto manufacturers that are EV manufacturers mm -hmm. that have done this. You have kind of two models here. You have the way that Elon Musk has done it, and you have, well, I would I would even put RJ Scaringe in that same basket where they both came out and announced, here's what we're going to make. And then, you know, three to five years later, and in some cases longer, you get the actual vehicle, like 
it, it, it reaches production status, right? right? Like the Cybertruck, like the Roadster, right? Yeah. And and then you go with the traditional manufacturers like Ford and GM who who go, okay, you know, here's what we're gonna do, and it's comes to market like the like the Mustang, uh, you know, in what was that? It wasn't even a year, and you could get it, right? I think so. I think it's about right. The, they the did EV, well. Yeah. yeah, they did really well with that. Yeah, yeah, marketed and GM's, it well. You know, a couple, a uh, little bit longer, but not not three years, right? Keep in mind, though, Keith, the that that all started going down well before COVID really hit. So they had a lot of things lined up strategically um, throughout that whole process. So I think that they already had things spoken for in production, so they could get away with getting that out there pretty quickly. But yeah, obviously things have changed since then, and you know, demand is about the same for vehicles out there right now. It's just the supply is really down right now for a number of reasons. Well, so. and that could feed into your whole argument of, hey, somebody's got to take the wheel here, no pun intended. Like, the market is ripe for right. someone. Mm-hmm. And look, you know, DeLorean's not going to have the pockets that a Ford or GM are going to have for R&D. They're going to have to, and you mark my words here, everybody, at some point, they're going to have to have more cash infusions once they get closer to production. I, I just don't see a way around that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, unless they're only going to make 20 of these things. But right. I, I well, just don't. I don't see them. I don't see them doing doing that, 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 you know, a low number like that. I know that they qualify for that. But I think that they've got a marketing team over there going, whoa, wait a minute. We have got something here. Right. And we need to kind of readjust how we're approaching this. You want to save this to win when you've got all these other competitors out there. You got the Lyric coming out. You've got, uh, you know, the, the Ford F 150 Lightning coming out. Um, you know, potentially some of these new Tesla models next year. So if you're, if you've got your ducks in a row, and let's say you've got the capability of putting 300 out immediately, mm-hmm. I'd do it. I would do it, and I would start taking orders like crazy, and just let it let it fund it, man. Just move along. Well, and this may not really change anything in their production timeline. Mm-hmm. They're just promising to move up the first complete look, right? So that's not necessarily in person, right? Like the in person is could still be Pebble Beach. It's literally they're going to probably show us pictures. Uh, yeah. Of the that car sitting in a studio somewhere, very could very well be. And again, remember they they're, they discussed a, ser- a series of these models coming out. So this one that that gets revealed on at the end of May, on the thirty mm-hmm. first, um, is only going to be one model version of this. And th- that's the way I understand it. Is they're they're paying homage depending on. You know, traditional years down the, you know, well, the back or whatever. I don't know. As we as we know, Jay, mm-hmm. there there are three distinct models, right? Mm-hmm. There's one that runs on railroad tracks. There's one that flies, <laughs> right? right? And then there's their tradi- traditional drive on pavement model, right? right? Yeah, yeah. That yeah. that leaves the scorched, like burning right. tire marks. Yeah, yeah that's okay. the Just one I want. I want the, sure we're, yeah. <laughs> I want the drive on pavement one, man. But I'll I'll buy one of the train ones just in case that that John, James right. Bond moment. I need to get out of right. harm's yeah, yeah, way, yeah. I'll, I'll jump on it. But yeah, I'm excited for Delorean. I think it's great. Um, I'm. I mean, you and I both have been just. I, we've been spot on with with how the excitement has been surrounding this particular automobile, and the fact that it came out as an EV when we both said on a prior podcast that. If they're smart, they'll make this an all-electric vehicle, and boom, 
I mean, I'm I'm very I'm very I'm not surprised that we predicted that correctly. Um, I'm I'm just excited as all get out for this thing to come out. So wait until May 31, guys, um, and it'll be coming to a a, a, a computer near you because just I just get sus- it here. Yeah. yeah, I suspect this thing is going to be a dealers to consumer type situation, just like a Tesla is. So. Um, or excuse me, manufacturer to consumer. Um, so there you go. I hate to say I told you so. Oh. So just make sure you're subscribed, and we'll be all over this. I I, I promise you guys. <laughs> Hit the subscribe button over on YouTube. Uh, the podcast is, of course, on our website at partscounterguru.com. Click the podcast link, and uh, you'll find out. Either one of those will get you the info. Heck yeah. Tell you what. <laughs> Come on, boy. <laughs> Um, wow. That's, uh, you know, we've got, there's a lot of excitement out here in the automotive industry right now, Keith. And, and, um, you know, every once in a while, man, you know, some, the, the excitement comes in different forms and shapes and oddball kind of out of, out of left field kind of a situation. Um, I mean, I can't, you know, this gives new meaning to, to the, to the screen door. I mean, the backyard, the back porch, sweet tea. Um, I mean, this is almost redneck. I mean, so, <laughs> yeah, you're well, and here, here's where it turns into redneck. So we have a couple Ford patents that we've we we brought to the show today. One of those is, and I, this is not April first. Last time I checked, <laughs> I okay. had to. I honestly, I had to read this twice. Yeah. I had to make sure that the source was legit. Right. And uh, so I'm just going to let you lead off on this one, pal, because I I don't really know where to go with this other than I mean, I, I don't in, want it. In, in true Tourette's fashion, yes. Ford applies to patent screen doors for a Bronco. And <laughs> I, I will tell you. The old screen doors on a submarine joke comes to mind of the guy <laughs> yes. that we did uh, in Bar Harbor that took his uh, Bronco out on the bah, on the bay. Yeah, Bar Harbor, <laughs> and uh, and left it there so it became a submarine. Anyway, this is a, apparently okay. Well, the patent is real. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever it Ford's is. doing, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I think Jeep did a similar patent, but it yeah. never came to fruition. So, so let's let's take a step back here. So when Ford revealed the new Bronco, they offered a door that had windows in it. Yeah. And everybody thought that was cool, and it never passed the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration, whatever. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't approve it. So it never went into production from the factory. Now you can there are aftermarket companies that we saw at SEMA that will that will make oh, you wait mind. a minute you said doors that had windows in it not windows yeah. you're, you're talking just it's it's got holes in it it's well not that's a window you well, you look no. out it right well, what, uh, yeah i guess so i yeah. you're it doesn't have glass in it that, right. that's what just, that's what's really clear on that it doesn't have okay. glass in it folks it's a well, it's a it's a see-through door it's basically you, has holes yeah. in it that allows air mud water and gravel well, and all that stuff to get do you think it. jim farley wants you calling his bronco door door with a hole in it or would you rather say when i mean i i'm just trying to yeah okay you know actually <laughs> in my opinion it doesn't really become a window until you install one i mean okay. otherwise it's just a hole in the freaking wall well then 
what do you do with that hole in your door when you push the button to move the glass? You roll your you're, window. You're rolling the window up. up. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's it's still a window. a window. You're it's, just rolling it up or down. Yeah, yeah, it's a window. It's glass, right? All right. I okay, don't know. So it's a, <laughs> I'm just hey, I just let's terminology for our fans, man. You know, let's see. It doesn't. It's it's a door without glass in it that has holes in it that you can see through it, and it 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 didn't come to fruition because it was it was a Department of Safety. Uh, you know, the National Highway Trans Transportation Safety Board wouldn't allow it to happen, but there's aftermarket versions of that out there. Right. So that's what and I think people you were trying want, to get out. Yeah. People want in an off-road vehicle, they want the ability to remove the doors. Jeep's been doing it for a Absolutely. long time. You can do it with the current Broncos. I gotta see this. Mm -hmm. I, I I this could be a horrible idea and a huge flop, or it could be brilliant. And it's really gonna depend on how they implement it. Well, yeah, it, it it'll be interesting. And they said it was um I mean, there's many, many things to talk about there. There's some deployment aspects of it for safety features, for it to deploy mm -hmm. like a like a airbag safety restraint system. Mm -hmm. um, it's just through a series of chains and gears driven to, to put the thing in place or whatever. Um, so supposedly the screen covers all the doors, any opening, that is, okay? And as anyone knows, when you're you know you're going through crevasses, real tight crevasses, you can lean that vehicle one way or the other. Or if you're on a specific, an extremely high pitch uh, entry, um, you know, or you get jerked around, you hit a rock or boulder, and the arm flies out, and it's 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 basically meant to help keep your limbs in. And but they continue to talk about the mosquito aspect of it's good for mosquitoes just like a screen porch is now where i think that would be beneficial would be like if you're down in say you know africa or the even the tundra in the spring when it thaws because mosquitoes are so bad um oh heck in the south and yeah well but i mean Florida, you know there there uh -huh. are places that this vehicle could go off-roading um that that screen would definitely be uh you know off amazingly beneficial but you're still getting the air and the openness and all that stuff but then you got a screen so i don't know it's, I don't, it's a goofy ass um uh patent in my opinion well that's what i'm saying i gotta see it because it could be it could be incredibly stupid or it could well, be really brilliant can, now can i go yeah. on the record and just say this yeah that uh, i'd like to say to ford if you're doing a market study on who would want one of these I'm one that would not. I have no reason to have a screen door on my vehicle. Um, you know. Well, and I've got a. By the way, it's for sale. If anybody's interested, um, I've got an RV that has a lot of screens in the garage area, because you put motorcycles in it, you put off-road vehicles in it, and it's designed to have these big giant screens. There's there's one that goes across the back of the garage, so you have the garage door open. Mm -hmm. but you can pull a screen across it. Yeah. And the other one is on the actual patio. You can put like a, it's like almost like a child. It's about a three foot tall well, screen. All that makes sense to me. Yeah, but they're a, they're a huge pain to clean. C yeah. Coming from a guy that just had to deal with all that to polish it up for selling it. Those are, yeah. because it's in the garage, those are areas that I never spent as much time on cleaning. Right. Because they it, it the dust and mud and everything that just builds up on them it's really really tough even just taking a hose and spraying them off mm -hmm. you got to like brush them and so 
here's my point, everybody. You put these screens on rollers, which it says is part of the patent, and they roll up into the vehicle. You're never going to get it fully clean. It's going to be a mess to right. try to clean out. Right. I, again, I just again, it's, it's, there's a lot of patents that that fly around. They never come come to life. It just you never see the light of day. Yeah. And what we're talking about now, there may be a completely different option to tackle that that need. Um, I mean, I mean, if you're if you're just trying to use that as some sort of like marketing tool to prevent mosquitoes from getting in come on man just put some mosquito spray on you and be done with it but look at what you have that's already available out there right like like your race car drivers that have the net that they have to pull down when they come out it holds them in place that's what i would think would be appropriate for this um some way to do that you know i don't know it's i don't know about screens whatever we'll see um, now, now, on the other side of the Ford patent, yes, uh, endeavors. Yeah, we've got something that looks way more interesting and usable, and I, I'm going to even dare I say practical on the off-road vehicles. I'd on buy the, it. Yeah. yeah, I'd ask. Which for it. is, uh, what are they calling this? Jay? Calling Does it have in, an official name? Yeah, integrated sand ladders that will. Um, they're they're basically they have a dual purpose. Um, they serve as a uh, integrated sand ladder, and uh, det- they're detachable running boards. If it, all right. so they're running boards, but then you can use them as. This is this is the part of the program where I like to slow it down for those of you that are not as versed in automotive language as Jay. A sand ladder. If you take a vehicle off road, like a Jeep or a Toyota FJ, or you know something less capable, whatever. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, you're gonna. If you're really, really going in, in true off-road areas and not just trails, there's a high chance that you're going to get stuck. Truth. And so these sand ladders are used to, if you just think about it, like in the old days, you'd throw a board under the mm-hmm. wheel and you'd give it a little bit of traction. I mean, you can use it in the snow, too. Right. Um, and they have tread, they have some sort of surface on them that's grippable, so those tires are going to be able to uh, basically grab that sand ladder and use it instead of the hole that the tire is sitting in. You right. shove it up as far as you can under the tire, or in some cases, you if you have to jack it up with like a like a high yeah. boy or whatever, and you slide it under the, right. the wheel. Right. Either way, this is brilliant. Now, I, I, as usual, I have tons of questions here. Sure. So, um, it's got to be able to support a lot of weight. I mean, mm-hmm. especially if you're using it on the front axle because you've got the engine up there. If it's mm-hmm. a truck or the Bronco. Mm-hmm. And that means that thing can't be aluminum, right? No, I think it's going to be a probably a fiberglass um, composite style type material that's super strong. Let's say, for example, like your Trex, your Trex decks, that type yeah. of material. Okay. Um, you know. Ah. Okay. And, and I think that I think that that would probably be the direction they would go. I don't think you could, it could be metal because metal will bend. It needs to be something that is it is not only durable but pliable, flexible, um, that will retain its its shape. Um, Otherwise, you, you make uh, them right. single use and you have to that, reorder them when you it, use it. It needs right? to be reusable. So I think that there's going to be some type of um, uh, really heavy-duty grade um, composite-type material that they'll use for. Like I said, the, the Trex you know those boards that they use for for um your decks man um yeah those yeah are that's interesting um 
Yeah, I don't know what. Because um, weight's also, always a factor, right? I mean, weight's it's always a factor. A factor. You'd, you'd want to make them light enough to where you could. Also, too, for for a number of reasons, weight weight of the adding more weight to the vehicle. Um, but not only that, as a as a person, let's say you're on your own, you, you need that thing to be able to be maneuvered into position by one person, if at all possible, because sometimes you're out on your own. And you don't have the luxury of having an extra body around to help you uh, pull those things off. So I would say it right. would have to be well thought out in that regard. But I do think it's probably one of the most clever um, patents that Ford has come out with for either their pickup trucks or this Bronco. Um, who knows? Maybe it's going to go on that new um, uh, Ford FX4E uh, package that they're going to be coming out with with the uh, quad quad motor uh, crab cr- tank turn. There you thing go. On it, yeah, you know? it could be part of that. Yeah, I mean, you know, because I mean, and and again, and we've said this before, the patent shows a pickup truck. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean doesn't it's mean going anything. on a pickup truck. It right. could be on a Bronco. Ru- yeah. Those Broncos can you can put running boards on them too. I think there's a lot more going on behind the scenes with trying to figure out how to develop. Um, their 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 bronco off-road crowd they gotta they gotta catch jeep man that's the bottom line and i think how do you do that you 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 enter the world of accessories accessorizing and that's it and that's what jeep has done very well with marketing to their their followers um and not only that just proving that you got a vehicle that can get through stuff and jeep has definitely done that so ford is still you know they're still new they're a newbie to it we'll see what happens you know, the amount of engineering that goes into this now, you, it's not only how to accomplish the, the primary purpose, but you have to think about stuff like how do you lock these things so people can't steal them? Right, right. You know, and, yeah. and unfortunately, it's kind of come to that. But, yeah, yeah you got to think about that stuff. So congrats, Ford, on on another good patent there other than the uh, screen door patent. I'm not real <laughs> sure about Boomhauer, I'm sure, has something to say about that real quick. If we can get it. Uh, can Boomhauer say something? Yeah. Uh, Man, tell you what, come I, on. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking. Tell you what you do, you just take them dang old spark plugs out, then that little hole, you just put a little hole around there, just like Bobby Hunter said, it's like it'd go boom, boom, just like that. <laughs> there you go, folks. Wow. It's as close as I can get to uh, running board, you know, yeah. sand ladder. That's good. So go out and get yourself a Bronco today so that you can get yourself a pair of them there running boards uh, autographed by Boom Hire. I mean, what's next? Pontoons? You're right. Hey, you never know, man. <laughs> That's the James Bond mode. Right. You know, pontoons coming out. The, the wheels flip in. And, you know. Yeah. Um. So, Keith, what's it going to take to put you in that brand new Ford today? What you got in that pocket? Mm-hmm. Mama need a new ride this Sunday to go to church in? Man, I, you know, it's in, that's interesting. That's an interesting uh, lead-in. And so I I don't know if you, if you, uh, you, you would probably peg, peg me for this. I, I don't, I'm trying to decide if you would, if, I, if what I'm about to tell you that you may not know, mm-hmm. um, if you, if you would be like, uh, yeah, that, that fits, that fits. Um, here, so here, so let's give, let's just do a little. Okay. So, okay. um, I, I'm not, I'm not trying to proclaim myself to be a Jedi master of buying cars, but I've definitely gone through the Jedi training camp <laughs> and I think this started, uh, 
honestly, I, I wasn't even in my 20s. Like, I didn't have a lot of money. Uh, worked at one point, was working a couple jobs. Liked cars. You know, mm-hmm. no shocker there, right? And I knew that, you know, I was going to have to pay for that. Like, you know, and I'm thankful they did this. But, you know, my family was always like, you know, with the exception of my first vehicle, which was a give me a hand me down but it was like nothing special i just had to go out and buy what i wanted and i i'm i probably will that will pass i will pass that on to my son i'm not going to probably just give him a vehicle yeah and so you know i i understood like hey man i was in college i had bills to pay i wasn't making a lot of money i needed to learn how to negotiate to buy a new car or any car to use car whatever right Mm mm-hmm and I, I just started reading books and I started learning um, like as much as I could about the industry. Right. Like how it works, how they make money, you know, the, like the fact that if you finance things, they're, they're making money even on a break even deal because they're getting, a, you know, paid a commission from the lender, from the I lending just, institution. Why right? do I feel like there's a book coming called Car Salesman Tactics? I, I, I've already, I own them all, or I used to. Like I've read <laughs> all of them and I, I kind of enjoyed it. Like I yeah. got to the point where like I really enjoyed the battle. You know, where in the because you know what they do? They they in the old days they get you into the dealership and they just wear you out, right? Until yeah. it's like, fine, just put the piece of paper in front of me and I'll sign it. And I would always reverse that. I would just be like, I'm gonna wear this guy out. Well, the ones I hate are the ones that come up to you and say, If I put you in that car today, you know I'm losing money, right? Yeah, yeah. You know I'm losing money, right? What? One oh. of the one of the proudest moments. And and this is when I had we were not we were dating, but I wasn't married to my future wife. And there was a it was the the Nissan Frontier that uh, it was that radical change that they came out with that had the that looked like a boxing glove. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I went and I bought one, and I the, it, I found out I had a friend that worked at Nissan, and he was like less than one percent of those trucks that we manufacture had what you wanted. It had the supercharger in it. It had yeah. the off road package. It had you know. Right. And I got online. This was back probably 25, 20 years ago, and I found found one on a dealer lot, and it was one of these deals where I literally I put all of my knowledge to work like I literally waited till I think it was like January or I'm sorry December like 28th like mm-hmm. right at the end of the year right or whenever the sales you know and I went in at like four or five o'clock in an afternoon like I'm totally positioning this like they got to play on my level or you know it's the end of the month right mm-hmm. and I remember the guy basically offered me a job after yeah. he sold me the truck because he was like i i'm very impressed with you young man like i you never got ugly with this but you were able to somehow like leverage this and i'm going to tell you what and 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 he didn't show me the book but i saw the book like their their total sales that they had cuz they had to have you sign like a for every deal they had they had to get the buyer signature right and there was like they had, this was a big Nissan it was in Rivergate. It was the yeah. biggest one in the city at the time. Yeah, and they'd sold yeah. like like three cars for the day. Yeah. It's yeah. not good. Yeah. And I uh, basically anyway, all right. So catching I, them at the right time, you can get a great deal. Uh, there's so many things that you can control in mm-hmm. in a negotiation if you're willing to be patient. Yeah. So I've studied that. And I you probably I don't know if you would expect that out of me or not. No, I I think I yeah, I, I would. 
<laughs> you do your homework on just about everything you you put your mind to, no doubt about it. And that's that's a really good skill to have to be able to get into a dealership with and get out of there with what you want with not overpaying. And that's the problem. And that's why we're talking about what we're talking about here today is is you know the move that's coming in in our in the automotive industry, the dealerships as we know oh, them, Keith. It it's all already happening, and right. I, we we have been telling you guys this for a long time. They're, and these you know, guys Saturn, Saturn tried it thirty years ago, yeah. right? Yeah. And you know, just pay what. And I would say, by and large, the the, the driving forces, no pun intended, right now are like Tesla and mm-hmm. Rivian, and these companies that are selling, like you mentioned in a previous segment, direct to the consumer. Right. right? Yep. Direct to the consumer um, sales have actually skyrocketed. Um, not not for the sake of it, Tesla's out there and such a big impact, or because of Rivian or anybody like that. It is because the fact that we had one of the worst pandemics that this in modern history that this country has ever seen, and people have to still conduct business. And people found out really quick that you can still sell a car without stepping foot into a dealership. Yeah. Well, d- I'm watching commercials all the time now that advertise that very feature. Yeah. And remember when we were trying to, you know, early on, uh, we were we were trying to find dealerships that would allow us in to test drive vehicles so we could do mm-hmm. some reviews on our on our YouTube channel. Which, by the way, everybody, if you've not been over to our YouTube channel, make sure you get over there at youtube.com forward slash parts counter gurus. Hit the subscribe button and the notification bell and tell some friends and leave a comment if you would, please. Thank you. Um, but we were looking for uh, opportunities to to bring to our, our audience. And I remember calling up and salesman answers. And I asked him, um, you know, what, what's the protocol here? Um, you just basically have to wear a mask, come in, uh, sign a piece of paper, grab the keys, and go roll. I said, well, do I need to set an appointment? Nah, I'm the only guy here. I, I got you covered, man. It's just I'm just handing you keys. That's it. And that was literally it. It was That was how simple it was. You know, the difference between um, the direct-to-customer model that you see with, like, a Tesla is that you're not physically driving the vehicle yet. Um I think you can go. Now, I've never been to a Tesla dealership, Keith. Have you? Yes, because I have a car fan right? Uh, that has but, literally, like, the, every dealership in town knows his name. Right. So speak speak to our audience. And <laughs> it's tell like that our, bar Cheers, Jay, except for right. kids. You so so tell, tell, our, tell our audience how they differ in that manner. It's more of a showroom, right? It's not necessarily a dealership. with They don't have inventory, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, they have some, and 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 a, and, a, and a portion of what that some includes is things that other people have ordered. And right. And Tesla's played around with different models. At one point, they were going to completely close all the dealerships, and then they reopened them. Right. It was got weird, but. And and then now, when you go there, though, if you were going to yeah. buy, if you were to walk in with your negotiating hat on, yeah. Do you just throw your hat out the window at a Tesla dealership because it's just there's no negotiating, right? Um, negotiating, right. So it has to happen in other ways. You know, um, what are you going to do a trade in? If so, that's always negotiable. Right. Uh, Are you going to finance? If you are, there's negotiating points in that. Right. You know, rates. But the MSRP itself, the the, the cost of the vehicle. Yeah, they're not going to move on. That's my cost. And, And let me ask you a question. When you see the invoice on the car, when you're at said dealership, you know, what, what, if they handed me the the invoice on it, 
Yeah. Am I going to see a $5,000 extra fee on there for dealer markup? Yeah, well, I mean, and some of it depends on the, the package, right? Like some of those packages, there's less of a margin on than others. But but, but no desert treatment coating or pinstriping. It's worth five grand. Oh, yeah, that's see, all. Yeah. That's all dealer markups, right? right? Well, let me. here's where I'm going with this. Am I glad to see the shift in that industry? Absolutely. And for all of you auto sales guys out there and gals or just people that work at a dealership, I get it. You're doing your job and you work for ownership and they're the ones that dictate your policies and how you conduct your business. But I will tell you right now, to me, I think it's a, it's a big fraud. I think it's a ripoff. Most dealerships are as they are today. This is why traditional dealerships like we have here that we're talking about today with Ford looking to change that right go to to a a direct to consumer model yeah. i think it's very smart on their behalf because they have figured out that during this pandemic where demand was supposedly higher than usual basically it was the demand was the same it's just the supply was low they were marking vehicles up like crazy just to kind of recoup some oh, of their losses and that's not that's not hypothetical that's no, because that's, they have told us that right <laughs> like it's they have directly told us it, they're doing that it's corruption in my opinion it's greed it's a well, bad deal so you have you have a couple scenarios here that are pros and cons that you've already subtly pointed to jay mm -hmm. um and some of it is like for example on the tesla or the rivian model most of those people buying those rivian r1ts have never driven one Right. And so the, until it shows up at your door and at that point, you've already committed, at least in, on some level, there's been signatures and orders and money has exchanged hands. So right. then you go to the traditional model, if you will, where you would say buy a Ford or a Toyota or GM or whatever, a Honda, and you're going to a dealership. And that's where that part that Jay that you despise, because there's a certain amount of gouging that, you know, it's. The old, the old uh, adage that, you know, it's like, it's not, it's not whether or not they will get you somewhere, it's where they will get you, right? Yeah, like, they're, yeah. they've got a million ways. So, um, Ford, and this isn't the first time we've heard them talk to dealers in a stern tone about knock it off, quit messing around, has said uh, a couple things that we think are going to end up leading to some sort of a more direct-to-consumer model. Would, would you agree with that? Absolutely, 100% agree with that. So so the first big clue that we can point to here is that they've already come out and said they're they're splitting the company into two separate business models. Yep. Now, there's a lot of speculation going on around how that's going to play out. Mm -hmm. Is it going to be all EVs on one side and all gasoline engines on the other side? Right. Knowing that over time, the internal combustion stuff and the diesel stuff is going to basically die out. Yeah. And then their, their, their deals with dealerships will also die out. Yeah. I mean, any of that is possible going down this path. Um, I think that the buildings as we know them now in 10 years, will they'll be there, but they'll be used in different ways. They'll be more of a you know just a specific you know maybe an accessory a parts place or whatever where you can buy accessories yeah. or bring your vehicle in for service and that's about it or receive your vehicle once you order one online um and that's the thing is that that's something that rivian had to deal with when they were 
when they went to production, they started delivering, they had to have a concierge uh, package put in place. So each each individual who purchased one of the R1Ts had a hand-holding, if you will, until the right. delivery had taken place. But they did this not only through – I mean, they were trucking these things across the country, but they were – they were basically borrowing dealership lots in order to make the transaction happen yeah and to make it seamless and that could be a gm lot it could be whoever they were partnered with that's how it was working so that is why i think that the dealerships as we see them today the buildings as we see them now they will still be utilized but they will be repurposed for other reasons that that real estate is still valuable correct that lot Mm -hmm. now ford is okay so the so the what are they calling it the uh e Model E, uh, Model E okay. is for the so, for EVs, yeah. Yep. So they have their Model E business, and then they have their what Ford, blue oval Ford, Ford blue, Ford blue. Yeah. Yep. Uh, on the on the internal combustion side, I think, I think this is just my prediction. Um, they're gonna basically transition these dealerships that buy into the Model E side, yeah, over to basically a handler's fee type deal on the sale of a new vehicle right and they're going to structure the business revenue to make the most of their profit on service correct which is honestly a huge chunk of those dealers anyway they want you to uh, me personally you've heard me say this on this podcast keith i prefer to go to the dealer in a lot of cases because most automobiles today have become so specialized and or um um what's the what's the correct term um um i'm at a loss for words here uh, it, it is specific to that company it is their proprietary is the word i was looking for it is their proprietary designs that require they have their own technicians that are that are trained and certified in that right. specific model yeah. or that specific platform and there um, is a certain amount of certification that had to happen mm-hmm. over the Mustang Mach E, and right. you know, uh, yeah. So any of the like the F one fifty Lightning that's coming out and all that, so it makes sense. And you know, look, I mean, GM does that on the Corvette side too, and they're doing the same thing on their electric side. And so um, I think this is going to end up in, and I hate to say this, but over time. Now I don't think it's going to happen in a year, and it's probably not even going to happen in five years, but maybe ten where most of the traditional salespeople at a Ford dealership are gone. Yeah. You have some sort of a person they call like a relationship or a quality experience person or, you know, um, basically a a new, you know, your concierge delivery person, whatever they're going to call that. Right. And it's that person's responsibility is to basically coordinate delivery of the vehicle, right? Mm -hmm. To get it from you, from Ford to you, to get the paperwork signed and back to Ford. And I think that all the money is going to start going directly back to Ford when you buy the vehicle. Yeah. You're going to buy it from Ford. That's what I think is going to happen. Yeah, I mean, let's face it. All of these manufacturers, Ford, GM, Stellantis, whoever it may be, BMW, whatever, um, it's return on, on revenue. It's they want the return customer. And how do you do that is you, you provide your customer with a quality service that, want, that, that basically – makes them feel like they want to come back to you to have all that service done. Now, in my eyes, what I see these dealerships becoming are little micro um, uh, versions of what we we know as a full service center, like, say, 
a Pep Boys, for example, where you right. can walk into Pep Boys and get your oil changed. And while you're having your oil changed, you can get a price for a set of tires. You can also look at the accessories that are available for your vehicle that's having a service performed. All this stuff is going on. In my eyes, I see these turning into that, where you can go buy your tires there, replace your tires, get your brakes done, get your oil changed, um, go buy accessories for it, um, shop around. It'll be a great uh, consumer experience. I think that that's what their ideal business model will become. Guess what happens with that happens, man? All that profit, all that revenue, it goes right back to the, the manufacturer. It goes right back to Ford. It goes right back to Tesla. That's what I think is the bigger picture here is you you sell the product and then you lump everything after that as the return revenue from that consumer wanting to buy your tires, the, the official tire of, say, Tesla or Ford or whatever. So that's my thought on it. I think that's what they're going to turn into. And that, that might, in fact, impact what we know as the retail auto service centers out there. Well, Jay, They'll, how am I going to be able to sell you the uh, undercoating and the uh, true coat, though? Um, right. Because they're, they're, it'll come with the vehicle, man. The only thing that you're going to not have with the vehicle that you might have to ask for, which we're going to get into soon, are some, you know, maybe some, some fees that you may have to have if you, you want to keep go, have to pay that you may to right. keep things going. So let's take go. a toll here. Right. I would, I would welcome your comments, everybody. If you're watching this on the YouTube side, please make sure you leave one. How let's say Ford implements this model mm -hmm. like we think they're going to, where you, you it's a direct to consumer from the manufacturer, yeah. mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But you still take your delivery at a finger quotes dealership, right. okay? How long until that dealership figures out a way to start sliding in markups? Five minutes, five days. You know, like, like for example, do you want the undercoating? Do you want the, you know, poly, polymorpho? They're they're already gel. working on it, Keith. They're already working on it. Trust I me. I mean, it's gonna right, Just like not even five minutes, yeah. right? No, it's 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 with it, with everything we do. There's always gonna be that guy who yeah. comes in and ruins it for the rest of us. Yes, it's it's already being worked on. Trust me, somebody's scheming already. But Jay, so if you see. don't get this. And you leave your car, you drive it on salt roads in the winter, you, you, that whole vehicle's value is up in smoke. And then, you know, you, your insurance company's not going to give you the full uh, a dollar amount of what it was worth back. So now you, you're going to have to take out a loan just to pay back the car you owe before you can. Right. Does right. this sound hey, like I'm. Yeah. 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 So I, let me just say this I didn't order the true coat. I'm not paying okay. for the true coat. Okay. All no right. pinstriping that I didn't want. Okay. I'm going to go, go back and talk to the manager. All right. I'm going to need you guys to hang on for a few minutes. I'll be back. <laughs> yeah. Wow. How many times have you heard that, right? Oh, my God. Holy cow, man. And I, I, I've had those conversations, man. It's, it's crazy, Keith. Um, I, I, I also hate when I pull into one and before your foot has even left the cab of the vehicle that you're driving – yeah, the guy is like up on you, man, like sidled up to you and you didn't yeah. even know he was there. Right. Yeah. It's I, like, I, uh, what was that clothing store in the mall that used to do that too? I was trying to tell my son about it. Oh, him. I don't know. I, I don't remember. I don't know if I remember that. Man. It's like I, you walk in and it's like, they had some sort of rule that they taught the employees. Like if he's in there for 10 seconds and nobody says like, 
And then they follow you around. Like, is there anything uh, in particular? No, I'm just looking. Well, what are you looking for? You know that that whole nonsense. Was it not an old navy? <laughs> nah, because old navy. No, just no, no. It was in the mall. It was like it was like 90s in the mall. It was okay. like, uh, oh god, like, yeah. like maybe like the buckle or I don't know yeah. something. I don't know. In the 90s, man, I didn't hang around malls. So there you go. I'm you know we we I've developed this. We both have. I I'm on the fence though. I think it's actually it keeps people listening yeah but my wife has pointed out it drives her nuts where we come up with these like can't quite think of the name or the word and yeah. everybody listening is hanging on yelling at us uh because they know the answer and we're stringing them all along yeah and uh and it's, i don't you know i don't know if uh yeah i <laughs> i know we're doing it everybody we've yeah, done, yeah we've we, been doing we, it but it's not regularly. intentional i don't think but uh we we just try to bring you the 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 information and sometimes we're we're caught in the moment and um that sort of happens. So uh, there you go. Um, we just gave you another one. So enjoy that. So, well, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up today's show with you know on that theme of of how how the automotive industry has changed so much um, in, in a way that manufacturers are struggling on in ways to try to figure out how to maximize their profits as well as get the return on revenue from you as a consumer of their product. And this is just another fine example of that. Um, we talked about it in previous podcasts, Keith. Um, what? Just, God, ad, ad nauseum, man. We've talked about uh, it so much, yeah. right? Yes. I mean, it's um, it's something that, that I'm not a big fan of, but unfortunately, it's one of those things where we have said over and over again, be careful what you ask for. Um, and this is exactly what you get. Um, you know, just, just like buying, uh, you know, an iPhone now. When you buy a new iPhone, you don't get the charging adapter. You have to go buy it. You're talking about the uh, USB-C to USB-A converter? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah. You don't get that anymore. You don't get that. With but Apple's the new always phone. done that. They've always well, been like. Well, I've know, always at least look, had a way to plug the thing in. You know what I'm saying? What about your headphone jack? Got to buy an adapter for that. Got to buy an adapter for it. That's exactly right. Or buy AirPods. Which, by the way, I bought a brand new set of AirPods. Yeah. This may be a, a how-to video as soon as I get through uh, breaking them. Um, but I've only owned them for two months, and the one in my left ear will not connect. It's like it's not charging. It's like, oh, but it says it's, it's just. Call them, man. They're uh, really good oh, about. Oh, I'm going to call them. All right. Yeah. I'm going to see if my, I can upgrade. So my, so my, I feel like talking, my, talking about my kid a lot today, but on this program, but um, he got the ones for, I think it was for Christmas or his, no, it was his birthday. Mm -hmm. That's what he wanted for his birthday. He got the AirPods Pro. Yeah. And he likes, he's, he like literally will, he'll tell me he's doing this on purpose. He'll put them in his ears Yeah. and he'll put them on ambient listening mode so he can hear everything that's going on around him right but he's like dad people think i'm listening to music i'm not and then i just i can hear what they're saying it's like he just walks around you know <laughs> oh, like oh no man <laughs> yeah man he's dude yeah yeah dude dude side shot we missed side shot we need to get him back on where's he he's been? he's he's busy school. huh yeah, it's yeah. that thing called life. Yeah. 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 There's life stuff going on. So anyway, so let's let's get into what um what GM um, has proposed, and I do not see this at all being far-fetched and not coming to fruition no, because I think no. that it will. 
Um, there are manufacturers that are already doing this. But I think as technology drives the automotive industry in the direction that it is heading and has been heading for quite some time, again, be careful what you ask for. All those creature comforts and stuff that you like, your infotainment systems and all that sort of stuff, and your Internet that you want, oh, man, they cost money. It costs money, guys. Um, well, and this isn't the first time in specificity that we have pointed to this and said, hey, auto manufacturers are openly telling their shareholders this is their plan. The Rivian, right? Yeah, Rivian, yeah. This is, and he, uh, uh, CEO of Rivian, uh, RJ Scarange, uh, brought that up as part of when they went public. Yeah. When, you know, going for the IPO, uh, he basically included that. That was part of the um, the revenue gain. So this is no surprise, but, you know, it, it, it's GM says that uh, they're going to go to a model that um, car buyers are expected to pay, you know, maybe up to $135 for monthly subscriptions for for what they use, whether that be navigation system, um, heated seats, heated steering wheel, um, Tesla's autopilot, um, over the air uh, software updates, um, you know, to, to keep you from having to go to the dealership, they could do I, over the air. We yeah. have this has become a theme on this program. Even Apple, like we talked about the Apple Card and the monetization thing with the Apple Arcade and just how how can we go back to that well of recurring revenue from existing customers and mm -hmm. get more money out of them every month? And this is it. This is exactly and how you do it. I, the issue that I have is a little bit different, I think, than because you and I have talked about this on this very show, but but not so different, which is... To me, recurring revenue charges are the enemy of budgets. Yeah. It's like subscription fees are the death of, you know, I mean, look at like just a couple of weeks ago, when we were talking about all the um, streaming channels like Paramount yeah. Plus and Hulu and Netflix. Netflix. And, and it's like, well, pretty soon you're back up to your $100 a month cable bill, right? right. Just just <laughs> right. for the television. Yeah. And, and on the automotive side... You know, the days of buying a car and then just literally once that car is paid for, whether that's the day you buy it or, you know, five years later, that's it. You pay for maintenance and, mm -hmm. you, you know, but no, now they're going to try to bilk you for, in some cases, hundreds of dollars a month, man. Heated seats, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Navigation systems, infotainment, you know, if you want yep. internet in your vehicle, all that stuff costs money. It's, I mean, it's, 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 and monthly subscriptions. And, you know, we saw the techies do this many years ago. And Keith, you know, this being in information technology. Um, for example, when you, when you are looking for software for your PC, that's not a, you don't drop in a CD and just, or download it and you're done anymore. It's, it's a monthly, fee for that but there's a there's a lot of good reason for that in a way that they can continue to give you the best available performance out of certain operating systems if they do that um, and I think that's likewise on certain vehicles where they can continue to provide you with optimal service out of that vehicle by continuously pushing you updates to that vehicle software updates and fixes and stuff that's just kind of where we're at you see it all the time 
on your cell phones, yep. uh, whether it be an Apple or, or, or an Android or whatever, updates come sometimes um, weekly, if not daily, in, in some instances. I, I will wake up in the morning and turn my phone on, and all of a sudden I'm, I'm watching all of my apps you know, download. Could be anything. But all that stuff costs money. And, um, I th- again, that's why I say be careful what you ask for. Convenience costs money. And that is why I think you're seeing some of this stuff come to that. Um, and the technology has become so overrun in these vehicles that it's kind of a must, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, so to be fair, you know, there is continued R&D cost, right? Like, so if you put software in a vehicle, you have to c- continuously patch it. And those of you listening and watching m- might say, well, why, right? If you make it good at the first time around, um, you shouldn't have to. That's only true in a vacuum. So if external uh, factors change, for example, let's say it has a cellular antenna in it, but the cellular service changes from Mm -hmm. 4G to 5G, or it could be other things like there's a road near my house that's closed for six months while they put in a culvert, you know, and you know, if you're going to update the maps, you got to be able to push that information. Um, exactly. Th- there's all kinds of examples of external forces changing uh, that w- charging networks, right? Uh, come and go, right? They get added. Um, you know, even things like if you integrate Apple uh, Android Auto or Apple CarPlay, if Apple changes their protocol in their latest version on the phones of Apple CarPlay and it has new features, you have to update your car from a year ago to be able to work with those new features. Exactly. So again, that concept of sort of building it right to begin with and never touching it only works in a vacuum. Exactly. And you know, and to, to, to kind of reiterate that fact is that why wouldn't you want it to be updated to a better version if they've worked out and cleaned out all the closets and bugs and all that kind of stuff you know i mean that's steve just... jobs was famous for selling people stuff that they didn't know they needed right like that was his you <laughs> that know, was his I mo mean, man i mean yeah. right that was how that was how that is where the apple ecosystem really really took a leap uh, as when steve jobs had that vision of innovation back then mm-hmm. and it's still to this day even though steve jobs has not been around for a while it just is kind of one of those machines that kind of runs based on just its reputation and what it's been able right. to do. They've not been as innovative as others out there, but um, I think they'll get back on track. But yeah, this is this is no, this is not just GM doing this, guys. Um, but we wanted to bring GM to the forefront because this is not just happening on your Rivians and your Teslas and stuff like that. GM has made that commitment to um, uh, zero emissions by 2035. Uh, the Lyric is 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 in production, um, which, by the way, I hope we talk about the Lyric again coming up pretty soon because that thing is going to be freaking awesome, man. I've seen some some shots of that and some specs on it that were recently uh, released. Just wow! I cannot wait to get in one and test drive that thing. So, so there is a there is another possible scenario here that potentially is going to come into play if you if you don't like the subscription model 
It's still a subscription model, but it's a little bit different. If you don't like to be nickel and dimed, so for example, like we joke, but you want to pay for the heated seats, you want to pay for the heated steering wheel. I mean, it's not that far-fetched, you guys. Um, we have a, a, a 2017 Lexus, and we're paying $15 a month to be able to remotely start the car, which my wife yeah. loves to do in the wintertime and in the hot summers. Yeah, it's convenient, right? It The feature was built into the car, mm -hmm. but they literally disable it if you don't pay this yeah. monthly fee. Just toggle a switch. That's yeah. it, right? It's like it's like turning on your cable when you know from, from the main right. office when you're talking yeah. to them on the it's phone. It's kind of how they do it. Centralized. So this is the scenario that I see may also come into play. Uh, I'm, I live in the Nashville area, and here in the Nashville area, roughly 10 years ago, might not quite have been 10 years ago, yeah. BMW did a test pilot program where you paid an upfront fee monthly, and you could pretty much drive any car you wanted. That's And I awesome. think you could swap it out every two months. Hmm. And so it was a perpetual lease situation. You paid a, a monthly fee, a flat monthly fee. Mm -hmm. And there was a couple cars that were outside the range of what you know what you could pick from. But by and large, most of the cars they made were available. You drive a car for two or three months, you take it back, everything's covered. Yeah. You don't pay for service. You're not paying um, for any of the extra amenities, right? Any right. of that extra add-on stuff. You just, you've got the car, right? And yeah. so that potentially becomes an alternative to, well, if you don't want to pay $10 a month for the heated steering wheel and $15 a month to be able to start your car, then just pay us $800 a month and you can drive any car you want and you can change cars every three to six months. I could do that. That would be I fun. mean, it's, you know, yeah. yeah. If you're going to be in this mindset of just always having a car payment, I mean, that's, there's going to be a certain percentage of people that that would appeal to. Yeah, we, we, um, it's an interesting time we live in, and you bring up a valid point. It's like I, I have people that, that were asking, you know, my thoughts on, you know, where we're at now, you know, we're not completely out of this COVID thing, but you know, we're, we're in a lot better shape than we were two years ago. That's for sure. As far as, um, dealing with the situation, but, um, you know, the generation, like for example, my, my kids and even the ones younger than, than my children and my children are in their late twenties and early thirties. Um, they're completely okay with taking an Uber anywhere they want to go. They're completely mm -hmm. okay with ordering food online um or clothing or anything for that matter that guy's but, eating your french fries before they get to your house by the way yeah, yeah but but i'm serious this is this is the, this is where we're yeah. at and um i think that a lot of sectors of of business are are identifying that need and are also identifying their own need to innovate and do things differently so that they can stay on the face of the planet otherwise they're going to close the doors and go the way of the dinosaur just like the dealerships are so that's my point. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. We'll see how it shakes out. I mean, as always, peer pressure and consumer demand are going to rule in the auto industry. But Absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah. So good luck, GM. I think it'll work. We'll just have to see. It may not be well-received, but we'll, or well-received, I should say. Um, and we'll see what happens. So there you go. Whew. Wow, man. Good, good. Uh, I, you know, first of all, I, I would like to see you know, I don't think our audience really realizes what goes into these things. These podcasts, these podcasts are great. Which, by the way, Keith is the one that really picked out all of the um, our, our topics today. We we kind of share in that 
area where oh do you want to give a little you want to give a little behind the curtain uh yeah just just let I've them know what's going good on i idea what's going on i tell you what man it <laughs> so um we pull from a lot of different um news sources i guess you would i would consider them news sources wouldn't sure. you okay yeah. and um <laughs> live sometimes we go directly to uh the manufacturers like we'll just go to gm's media room yeah. like they have a we we have uh credentials and we can get into uh, same, a lot of these man- yeah a lot Remembers. of these manufacturers we have like they have a press website it's sometimes different than the one you would go to to buy a car and they have all kinds of resources there and they tell you if there's any big news like they want you to hear about it so they give you press releases right exactly um and then we will also scan the news feeds for uh content that's interesting i mean it's not always automobiles sometimes it's floating hotel rooms or space lasers or monoliths or you (laughs) know whatever right and or even boomhauer yeah Yeah. and so or beavis and butthead or you know what have you and we basically create a running list that we both can see, just see in real time. And, and then usually a day or two before the show, we narrow that list down um, because, you know, there's a limited amount of time we have to record these. And um, and sometimes it's uh, rock, paper. So usually it's a conversation of what do we think would be the most interesting to our listeners. Exactly. Um, sometimes family members send us stuff and they're like, do you guys know about this? And 99% of the time we go, yeah, we, we reported on that three months ago. Uh, thank you for not listening. (laughs) Right. Uh, (laughs) Can we get a subscription please? But there is that one time in, you know, every five or 10 conversations when somebody throws something at us and and it's like, oh, this is new. Jay, check this out, you know, and that happened Happened, recently. Happened recently. Yes, it did. Um, we welcome that. That's why we yeah. want your comments, everybody. And this is one of the, this is a good. That's a good point you bring up. It's like make sure you guys listening to this that you go to our website partskindaguru.com and just leave us a comment. Uh, or if you're watching one of our videos over at youtube.com forward slash partskindagurus, make sure you're subscribed. Uh, leave a comment there. We always ask for comments on it because um, you might get mentioned on. We have a segment that we've created called the mailbag, which we feel is very important to our listeners to to. For us to follow up on stories that we have done and to share the comments and just kind of where you, as the listener, where your head is at, you know, and and um, that's fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, some of those heads are in not good places. No. But, yeah, but look, and we always try to, I think we always do, give the credit to the source, you know, yeah. as best we can. We try to. Uh, if they want to be named, if yeah. some of them I'm... Some of them may not want to be named, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's how it, that's basically that's how, how we out. come up with, uh, content. Now we do trade shows and that sort of stuff. It's a little bit of a different ball game. You know, if we have an idea of who's presenting and when they're presenting, we try to go to the ones that we think are going to be heavy hitters. And some of them don't tell you what they're going to, you know, tell you until they tell you. <laughs> and, right. and, and it just becomes show up and find out. And then we have to figure out which ones deserve our eyeballs. Right. Yeah. And, you know, this show, this particular show is one of those shows that we had a few things in there that, I mean, it was it was kind of immediate. We're looking at it going down the list going, okay, yeah, well, yeah. If it yeah, says it just, DeLorean, it's, you oh, know, I'm, at, I'm just, I'm like mashing the, it. let's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But And that was a no-brainer. We know that. But, um, yeah, that's just kind of how it works. And just give, you know, hats off to Keith today for he, the brunt of this stuff, it was of his finding. 
Um, again, we do both share that load, but um, you know, there are certain shows that 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 after we are finished, I'm I'm like, wow, boy, that was a good one, and this is one of those shows. I got that good feeling today about it. So, uh, we hope you've enjoyed this podcast, guys. And if you are subscribed to it, thank you so much. Um, and please tell other folks to subscribe. Um, we're only going to get better and continue to do this because you're listening. And that's it. Bottom line. So, you got anything you want to take our our, our audience out with today, Keith? Yeah, man, I'll tell you what, that dang old internet, man, you just go on there and point and click, get in there and talk about www.wcom, me, you got them naked chicks on there, man, you go click, 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 it's real easy, man. I mean, I just am not going to get tired of that. I just am not. That's the best, uh, and it's very fitting for today's show, so. <laughs> All right, everybody, um, yeah, uh, thank you, Jay, it's always great to hang with you when we can i look forward to uh when whenever our next uh <laughs> conversation is i look right. forward to it yeah yeah um and and until then you guys thank you for making us uh a part of your your lives uh usually weekly uh here here's some words from henry ford coming together is the beginning keeping together is progress working together is success from my pal jay over there i'm keith thank you so much we'll see you on the next one kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. <laughs>